Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, so great to see you, both of us wearing the same shirts for a marathon of episodes that we've just recorded. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know? yes. Uh, we're on a roll now. Uh, I think they're. I think they're flowing. And this one, uh, this one is uh, right before our two-year anniversary episode, episode one hundred and four asterisk. Uh, so uh, we're very, very excited about that. So, uh, and uh, yeah, we're our half a culture series. Uh, I think we're we're on to one that's very important here. We are, and, and we should, uh, to, to make this make sense, we should just quickly recap uh, what we're talking about, uh, everything we've talked about, because it's what we're talking about today as sort of a period at the end of the sentence. Um, the idea of, do you have a culture or just half a culture, just a cult, uh, was about not just results, but also relationships, that all of that together, the, in fact, the relationships lead to the results. So we had four principles, that we've been discussing. The first one, culture trickles downhill, starts with manager, starts with the leader, uh, setting uh, tone and expectations on uh, what he or she wants in their organization, what, what the expectations are, how we do things around here. That uh, flows right into clarity is kindness. Wait a minute, I skipped one, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I just went out of order. Did I go out of order? Yeah, start with a Y. That's right. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Start with the why. You have to start there. That's the whole point. Uh, so you, you want to tr- trickle down this culture from yourself. It trickles downhill. And the best way to do that is to start with the why and explain the importance uh, to, the, to the organization of why it's important to the customer, to frankly, to the universe, but to, to yourselves as well. Um, then you can provide some clarity. Clarity is kindness. Uh, even in difficult conversations, not just setting roles and expectations, but sometimes having to have um, as as we uh, discussed last time, uh, I call them wrestling matches. Uh, Brene Brown has a different term, um, but the idea of having uh, some some tough conversations that are kind, uh, they need to happen. They're the best thing for the organization and they're kind, but they're they're hard because you, you may have to get uncomfortable with it. So now to finalize all of that, we have one last little uh, nugget in our series here, which is accountability is a two-way street. Accountability is a two-way street. Well, see, if I'm a, if I'm a leader and I'm listening right now, this sounds like a lot of work and <laughs> I could be the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, this doesn't, this feels uncomfortable already. Well, there does seem to be something about the fact that you can only work on what's under your control, and you may have noticed that your people are not under your control. Uh, you can influence them, uh, but but they're not under your control. So there is some truth to that, mm-hmm. and it does circle all the way back around to the idea of uh, culture trickles downhill, right? Like you're doing some trickling here. Um, so this is a, a little bit of a cyclical thing, uh, but it's it's definitely like the the last thing we want to talk about as we. Uh, leave leave you with the nuggets for this series is is just the idea uh that that we really are uh the 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 ones that hold people accountable as managers and we need to be accountable to be a manager 
Yeah, but it's it's so much more fun to hold other people accountable, <laughs> isn't it? Though. Yeah, that's that's where the joy. Yeah, you know, why did I get this leadership position? For, <laughs> for nothing else is you know I need to I need to you know what do they say? Crack the whip, make them toe the line. <laughs> yeah, know. boss these people around. I mean, Step lively. Yeah. I'm gonna i be holding some accountability sessions right here. Now, <laughs> right. And now what I, what I think I hear you talking about is that, that I have to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah that feels, yeah. Well, I have and, to do it, yeah, before I can even think about it, right? Encouraging them to do so. Yeah, and, and let's talk about that. I'll, I'll give a very specific example of, of how this came up in a management team meeting. Uh, but we were, we were talking about coaching. Now, this is great coaching. We'll, we even use Mike Marshall's worksheet, the respect based performance coaching method. And we were talking about, you know, uh, this is a great way to hold people accountable because they write things down. You know, they, they make commitments. Um, but if you read the whole sheet, the manager's committing too, because you're, you're, the manager is going to say, what resources, what help do you need from me? So there's something you're on the hook for. Mm -hmm. you know, if there's anything that the, the, the person you're coaching comes up with, like you got to provide that or explain why you can't provide it. And then at the end, it says, uh, we're going to meet again on such and such a date at such and such a time. Well, you're kind of on the hook for that too, because uh, you need to make sure that meeting happens. You need to clear off space on your calendar, go hunt down the employee, prepare them ahead of time. Hey, it's time to uh, you know, check back in and see how things are going and see what else you need from me and what else you want to commit to. Mm -hmm. That's well, a, that's a commitment. And yeah, and it's, we so, you know, as leaders, we so want to be able to have the great talk and then launch them. Yeah. You know, All right. Yeah, Mission accomplished. Yeah. Man, I coached him up right. you know, <laughs> and now I, now I'll move on and, and work on something else. Right. And yes, you you so accurately stated, you know, and even in the the seven coaching questions that we've talked about before, you know, yeah. there's this there's this dreadful question of how can I help? Yeah. And if they share something with you, then then yeah, I must be valiant in my attempt. Maybe it's something I can't do, but if it sometimes it's just very easy stuff, where the person that you're you're coaching says says, listen, if you see me get off track. Uh, if you could just pull me aside and remind me, that would be helpful. I want to do this, yeah. and that would help me to 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 stay on on the path. And so, if if you say yes to that, then you have to hold yourself accountable to do that. That's right. Whether you're busy or stressed, or you know, there's a million other responsibilities. Can I, if I can't stay true to my commitment, what in the world makes me think that they can stay true to their commitment? Hundred percent, and and the idea that um, you know this is is hard is accurate. I mean, this is we're, we're, this is simple, but it's not easy to um, to get yourself into some sort of habit because that's really what this is going to boil down to. If you've made a commitment to provide help uh, in some way, you know, check in with me regularly, or if you notice me doing X Y Z, you know, give me a reminder. Well, you're going to have to get yourself into the habit of doing that. Um, if it's a regular coaching session, you know, which leaders should be doing, leaders should regularly coach. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to have to regularly get into that habit. The seven coaching questions comes from a book called The Coaching Habit, right? And the whole point is that these are behaviors that become muscle memory to you. 
Um, well, here's an old coaching trick. One of the questions that we ask to wrap up a discussion is, uh, what structure do you need to put this plan into place? So, you know, that's something that our, our leaders who are listening can ask themselves is, you know, what, what kind of a structure do I need to put in place around me to get into this new habit? You know, is it a post-it note on the, you know, the monitor? Is it uh, a reminder that goes off on my phone? You know, is it uh, something I stick in my pocket or I put my, you know, watch on the other wrist or whatever it is, there's got to be uh, maybe a physical reminder at first, uh, but something that prompts you to, to stay on this path it might be asking somebody else to hold you accountable. You know, check in with me at the end of the week and ask me if I've had my coaching sessions. You know, that, that could be the check that you need. Oh, definitely. All of that's because this is hard to do. Well, and I love the idea of the, the physical reminder. Uh, yeah. We did that with one of our stores. What the, the goal was that before the managers would start their day, they'd help the salespeople jumpstart their day. And so, but the, the current model was managers would come in, they would turn on their computers, they'd start working on stuff. Uh, and then lo and behold, they'd look up and it would be 11 o'clock and, yeah. and we hadn't met with the sales team and that type of thing. So, so we took a, the power cord from a computer and we bundled it up and zip tied it. And that became the, the you know, the, if we have to go in and unplug every manager's computer <laughs> every morning and take your power cord so that you can't turn on your computer unless until you keep your commitment to help your team members get their day started, then that's what we'll do. Oh, that's you know, hilarious. Sent that powerful physical message that, yeah, yeah you, you don't start working on your stuff until you help them get started with their stuff. And the next morning, all the managers woke up with a horse's head in their bed. It was really weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somehow yeah. happened. That was phase two of our accountability <laughs> process. So, But yeah, because it's one of those things, right, where you stand up, you tell the team, we're going to have a morning huddle. Every day, we're going to start off 15-minute huddle. We're going to, you know, and it lasts two days. Yep. <laughs> you know, and then, and then the number one thing that we hear or number one or two thing that we hear from, from the people that we lead that, that we coach that are leaders is, is my team is inconsistent. They're, right. they're not, they're not, you know, we want to be brilliant at the basics. Right. Yeah, you know, we want to, we want to execute consistently. Every day feels like it's a brand new day and we just make it up as we go along and we need to stop yeah. that. And, yeah. and then they announce, okay, we're going to have regular training, weekly training meetings. Yeah. And we have one and then, yeah, three months go by and there's no more training meetings. And, and I, so we're, we're yeah. doing exactly, exactly. You know, our team is just emulating us to the, you know, to the T. Uh, and one thing I always tell managers is uh, the good news is your team is always watching you. The bad news is your team is always watching you. Yep. And so when you make these declarations of here's this basic behavior that executed consistently will make us successful and you can't do it, it's really hard to get mad at them for not executing the basics uh, consistently that you know would make them successful. Yeah. Could, could I speak directly to my clients who are listening to this podcast, Mike? Oh, please do. Let me step aside. I... I Ladies, gentlemen, I, I just need to confess to you that sometimes, and this is advice for anybody, but sometimes your coach gets really excited about what you're excited about. 
And shame on me if I don't go back and say, hey, remember the thing we were excited about last month? What happened with that? Mm -hmm. uh, it's so easy to move on to the next shiny penny, the flavor of the month, um, and uh, to, to not just stick with that block and tackling thing that you came up with at the beginning of the year to say, you know what? All this extra stuff, it's great. But that one thing we said we were going to do, man, if we actually changed our behavior there, it would be a game changer. That's why we were excited about it a year ago. Let's mm -hmm. get back to that main thing. That's the main thing. So uh, I, I guess a, a message for anybody who has a coach, a consultant that comes in, don't let us collude with you. Mm -hmm. if, if you, if you're getting excited about a new thing, but you haven't implemented the old thing, there better be a darn good reason. And your coach ought to be asking you about that and challenging you about that. Um, so uh, that's, that, that is part and parcel of accountability being a two-way street be accountable to your coach oh yeah yeah no and, and I, I i tell my clients i say all right you need to be very careful because if you choose something and you say this is what i want to work on this is what i'm going to talk to you about yeah and you're going to yeah. become miserable <laughs> this is truly not the most important thing we should be working on because i'm going to keep bringing it up yeah and i have to admit right there are times where yeah the the, you know, the enthusiasm, the bright, shiny object, the newest, yeah. latest, coolest thing kind of drags yeah. you, you know, off topic, it, yep. you know, but it's, it's, it's the goal is to, is to stay on that. And sometimes it's only folks like us who come in with a, who are not there for the day to day external shiny stuff, you know, that, that's attracting their attention to be able to say, Hey, you know, how's this long-term thing that we know that, you know, it's not a short-term fix, but it's a long-term thing. If we get better at it, we know that it'll impact our organization, not just for a, a, a day, a month, or a quarter, but for years to come. I, I love that. Um, and th that's, I mean, that's pretty much the episode, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's there's got to be something in your system that is allowing you to stay true to your commitments. You know, physical reminders, uh, you know, the coach, uh, the, you know, the paper that you sign with your employee. Um, it might even be, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about the disc assessment. It might be that D, but probably the C on your team who can say, why are we doing this? You know, and, and, and make that commitment really clear and make any deviation from the commitment really clear. Uh, that's, that's all good stuff for a manager who's really serious about building a full-blown culture that has both the relationships and the results. Um, I, I mean, we could have talked about modeling behaviors. We could have talked about keeping your promises. That's all mixed in here. Mm -hmm. But I, but I think that's the big one is you're, you're accountable to being a manager. You're accountable to being that leader. Um, I don't know, Mike, if anything else you want to add to that? No, I, I think if uh, if your if your team is struggling with something, then it it behooves you to take a look inward and say, okay, as the leader, yeah. what part did I play in this dysfunction, right? right this lack of execution, whatever it might yeah. be, and, and and lo and behold, we may discover inadvertently that yeah, they're just they're they're not doing what we say; they're just doing what we do, and we've <laughs> we've modeled for them the manner in which we do it. I think the other thing to think about is, is just be so very careful before you make a pronouncement of yeah. something that you're going to do. 
And if you if if you're prone to uh, yeah the 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 bright shiny objects the the you know the ADD or whatever it might be, uh, then yeah make those commitments carefully, uh, knowing that everybody's watching uh, to see if you know you truly believe in it or, or uh, you know you'll get that uh, meeting after the meeting mm-hmm. where you announce the next this is the next cool thing and then the, the meeting after the meeting. All right, the bystanders on your team gather everybody else around and say, all right, if we just lay low, this too will pass. <laughs> yeah, he'll forget about it in three weeks. Don't sweat it. Right. Not going to have to do that. Right. You know, and, and you know, you'll be amazed at what doesn't happen, you know, yeah. from your from your great ideas. So. So, so yeah, be very cautious in, in your pronouncements and, and be very deliberate in the execution of those pronouncements. Whatever you're committing to will trickle downhill. That's circling us all the way back around. That's, that's the point. Definitely, definitely. The, uh, so very excited that uh, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. Yeah. Extra special episode coming up. We have only for the second time in the history of it, does it take a genius? Correct. Guest speaker. So, uh, yeah, somebody who who actually got a chance to work with and 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 truly get to know one of the greatest coaches uh, to ever walk the planet. So uh, we're going to get some firsthand perspective there, some stories. Uh, yeah, you don't want to miss that one. Good, good, good stuff. So we are excited that you're with us, dear listeners, both of you. And we uh, look forward to uh, celebrating our two years with you next week, right? Yeah, next week. I think we yeah. planned that out. I mean, not next week, like this week that we're recording, Mike, but like by the time they listen to this episode, next week. Uh, oh, I-, I wasn't listening to you. I was wondering if there was going to be cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to picture. There, it's an anniversary. There must be cake. Yeah, there must be some sort of snack. Or something. Uh, I'll add a graphic or something. Okay, uh, okay that would be fantastic. All right, all right. I, I got distracted. Uh, the, uh, speaking of somebody who's completely focused uh, That's right. on sarcasm and making fun of us, uh, yeah, turn our attention to our announcer, <laughs> the wonderful Mr. John. Sounds great. And that's it. Join us next time when you'll hear Mike say, Well, I'm sure he'll say something pithy. Don't miss it. Next time, it doesn't take a genius. That's good enough.